Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I, If you were just listening to my uh, Instagram stories in the last few minutes, you would probably know that I um, just posted about this on Instagram. So uh, I was posting and I thought, I should talk about this on the podcast. This would be a really good topic. So this topic tonight, I'm going to do just a short podcast, is about this idea that once you do the hard thing, everything else becomes easier. And this is something that my best friend Alex has shared with me a million times. And it's also something that I've seen play out in my life over and over and over again in small ways and in big ways. And so it's this idea that it often is hard for us to initiate change because it takes a lot of energy to create a change in our lives. It takes a lot of energy to sort of like turn the cruise ship when we're going in a certain direction and our energy and our momentum is moving in a certain direction. It can often feel hard to change directions. Um, because our energy is used to moving in a certain way. We're used to acting in a certain way. Our body has habituated carrying out a certain set of actions and rituals and um, certain ways of thinking. So it takes energy to start moving in a new direction or doing something in a different way. But once we do that, we start to fall into a groove and that becomes sort of our new level set of normal. It becomes the new um, level set of the routines and the rituals and the thought processes that we get ourselves into. But oftentimes when we're going to change directions or we're going to change course, we often don't know what lies ahead of us if we choose to create change. So not only can it be difficult or hard, if you will, um, to change directions because of the energy that comes along with that, change, but it can also be challenging to move in a new direction because we don't, we can't predict what's going to happen. We might be able to say, you know, my best bet is this will happen or that'll happen or it'll go like this or it'll go like that. But we oftentimes can't fully predict what's going to happen because we may have never been down that path before. On like a micro example, um, I really stopped working out in 2018 and I had been teaching like five, six, seven fitness classes a week and working my butt off and really identified as somebody who was um, very active. I taught every single fitness class known to man. And then between like 2018 and pretty much now, I'd gone back to, I'd gone to F45 for a little bit, but um, I, I, Pretty much the only exercise I was really getting was like walking or um, biking and things like that. So long story short, uh, and I, I had had some injuries that were creating some like leg numbness when I laid down and things like that. But in a very long story short, I just decided I, I've been in the back of my mind just kicking around and thinking about like, I need to get back to the gym. I need to get back to the gym. I'm not getting any younger. Like I need to be taking care of my body, right? And all these beliefs and they were creating all of this stress, but I couldn't, I was having trouble getting myself out of the pattern of not doing anything about it, 
But just like thinking about it and ruminating on it and putting it on the back burner because I was I was basically going through a massive death and rebirth cycle last year. But now I was like, maybe two, three weeks ago, it was like, that's it. I'm getting on class pass. I'm going and I'm going to schedule exercises these times of the day. Um, I'm going to get into a routine for the next 21 days. Whatever my mind says about it or doesn't say about it, um, I'm just going to listen to it and I'm going to observe it and I'm going to give it love, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to succumb to whatever it's telling me. And what's happened is I actually am starting to look forward to going to these workouts, right? So it felt hard because I was stuck in this pattern and this perpetual loop of not going, feeling bad about not going, making up stories about it. But it was easier to stay in that repetitive energy because it was familiar than it was for me to do something differently. And the same thing was with like meal prepping and things like that. Um, which again, I, the first time I meal prepped, I was like, I'm so pissed. I don't want to do this. Like this sucks. But then my week got so much easier and I was like, I don't have to cook. I just can Instacart now. That was another one. That's one of my big discoveries. I know I'm very late to get on the Instacart train, but, um, I was like, wow, like this is awesome. So anyways, the reason that I'm telling you all of this today is because it's so easy for us to stay stuck because we're afraid or, you know, we have certain beliefs that continue to reinforce a certain way of being. And I think it's really important to acknowledge ourselves and say, hey, it does take a lot of energy. It's not always easy to make a change, but knowing that if we can commit to creating a change that our inner knowingness knows, like this does suck, but once I get into a groove of doing it, it's going to become easier because I'm sure there's a universal law. If somebody knows what that is, you can just message me on Instagram. But it's like once we actually get into the groove, things do become easier and they do become our new normal. And our body learns and our mind learns how to conserve energy through repetition. So what I want to share, because I shared a little bit about this, well, I think I've shared this pretty much all throughout last year, is that last year was like a freaking hard year for me. <laughs> it was really, really hard. Um, and the reason it was hard was because I could no longer continue down the same path, feeling the same feelings that I was experiencing from making the choice not to change my life, you know, making the choice to stay in the same patterns started to become more painful than having to build up the energy and the courage to do something different. And so last year, um, and I shared this on Instagram just a moment ago, last year, I got to the point where I was so burned out on the launch model in my business. Um, not because it was good or it was bad or anything in between, but for me personally, I just started to burn out on using it for myself. I still believe in the launch model. I think launch models can be really amazing and they can be super supportive. And when I say launch model, I just basically mean like, hey, I've got a class that's coming up on this day and um, I'm going to launch it and put it out there, you know, over this amount of time and this and that. So Again, they're very effective and they're very supportive, but I got to the point where I was like, 
I just, something about this is off. It's not feeling good for me anymore. I, I just, I can't do it. And I started to get to the point where I asked myself, I said, Jess, I want you to think, I didn't say it just like this, but this is what I would have said. I was like, Jess, think for a second about if you stay on this path, like if you stay on this trajectory, using this model and doing things in this way, and I'm not saying I'll never launch again. It's just that I chose to shift my model in general, which I'll share about in a second. But do I like the vision of what I need to create or who who I need to become in order to sustain this model? And when I thought down the line and I thought, okay, if I want to do this sustainably in the long run, this means hiring a team, managing a team, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, every time I thought about it, I was like, that is not what I want. And there's nothing, again, this stage of my life, I don't know, in five years, maybe that's what I'll want. But right now it's like, I cannot see myself doing this. And therefore, if I keep building the same thing and going back to doing the same thing, I'm never going to experience a different result. And so what I realized, I started to ask myself, because it was it was really becoming painful. Like it was my system, my emotions, like everything. It just felt hard. And I had to ask myself, I was like, okay, so if this feels hard and this is no longer the vision of I, of what I want, then like what's going on? And what I realized is that back when I was working in my like more corporate job, I was younger and I had a certain set of values that were really important to me at the time. And this model aligned with my values from seven years ago, who I was seven years ago, probably seven, eight years ago. And a lot of that was like achievement and success and um, you know, kind of like it was always helping people and being help centered, but it was, it was a lot more about achievement and success for me at the time. And, um, like it was like service, success, achievement, et cetera. And so I had to have this like come to Jesus moment with myself where I'm like, what are my values now? Are they the same? And I had support from an amazing therapist as well who was like, I think your values are shifting. I was like, oh my God, they are. <laughs> and I was like, I really value freedom and I value creativity. I value collaboration. I, I value fun. Like all of these things that the vision of my old vision of what I was creating no longer aligned with. And so the pain and the exhaustion and the frustration and like at times I would venture to say like depression, like there were dark periods of just like feeling low and feeling down and feeling a little bit in that value of value, valley of despair of like, I don't know what to do and I don't know what comes next. But what I realized and what sort of created that shift for me 
was realizing that I was holding on to all of these stories about what it meant if I abandoned my old vision or I quote unquote quit. And a lot of that was like, if I quit, um, then like I'm not playing big enough and I'm not being all that I can be. And what are my friends going to think? And certain people that I'm friends with aren't going to want to be friends with me anymore because I'm not playing in the same field and in the same league and in the same ways. And I had written about this last year on my Substack too. So some of you may have um, heard this or heard me speak about this. But what I realized was the limitations that come with, and it, it, you know, just the silliness that comes with kind of having this idea that there's this one way to do life. You know, there's this one right way to do life. Um, and there's this one right way to be successful. And it looks like having a really successful launch model business because that's what everyone's doing, right? Quote, unquote, everyone. Like, not everyone. There's a million other jobs, but what you focus on expands. I can't remember. God, there's a law. Somebody's probably thinking it in their head. It's like the law of blah, blah, blah. We're like, if you buy a red car, you end up seeing red cars everywhere. Um, but what you focus on grows, what you focus on becomes your reality. And so when I was focusing on, um, you know, I mean, it really was like basically saying I'm not enough unless I, can show up and and um, keep up and all this kind of stuff, even though, you know, the last couple of years, especially if you've been following along with my work, you know that I've been super deep in the prosperity sequence and that really opened my eyes to like, oh my God, I'm not even working in alignment with my energy. And when I started to really think about all of the jobs I had had and everything that I had interested me before I started my own business, they all aligned with my prosperity sequence. Like it was always working in small businesses of three to 15 people that were collaborative. And um, that gave me a lot of energy and that felt really good to me. And not to say you need to follow your prosperity sequence to a T, but that was really started what started sort of like cracking me open was that work. So I say all of this to say that I spent a lot of last year and I realized recently, I'm like, oh gosh, the only things that were keeping me in place <laughs> were those fears, fears of losing friendships and fears of being perceived in certain ways. And all these things that were just sort of lying underneath the surface that to be honest, weren't even, I, I wasn't even consciously aware of them. They were very unconscious or subconscious, if you will. They were subconscious beliefs. Um, that I think were resulting in this loss of energy and this frustration and this lost feeling. Um, but they weren't, I wasn't conscious of what they were. I just knew something wasn't working. So all of that to say, I ended up at the end of last year making this choice to, I was like, I just want to write. And I kept saying that. I was like, I just want to write. I just want to write. I just want to write. Like, I just want to write. I just want to speak. I want to teach my workshops. Um, and I made this decision to start copywriting. And as many of you know, I got back into speech therapy last year. And I was like, man, I'm loving working with kids. Um, the company that I was working with was great, but it just wasn't necessarily like a mutual fit. Um, 
And so I just got to this point where I was like, it feels so good that even just doing speech therapy get, again was such an amazing pattern interrupt to go like, oh, there's other worlds outside of this little world that I've created for myself. Because it's reminding me of, what's that book? It's like The Busy World of Richard Scarry, I think it was. Oh my God, I'm butchering so many things on this podcast today. But what I needed was a pattern interrupt that I could say, okay, this world I've created is not the only world. And clearly there's something about the world I've created that no longer aligns. I know that my values have shifted. I know that with what everything I've been learning about myself, like this isn't necessarily, this hasn't necessarily been quote, like aligned for me in a lot of ways. It was aligned in a lot of ways. I did a lot of amazing work and worked with a lot of amazing people. And I'm not getting rid of my human design or gene keys work or anything like that, but I have to let myself evolve. I have to take the pieces of this that I've loved and I have to let go of the pieces that no longer feel good. And once I did the hard thing, I knew I'd loop it back around. Once I did the hard thing, which in this case specifically was me saying no more, like I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> like I cannot do this anymore. I pretty much shut down most of my one-on-one um, -on -one services. And I say this also, like, as I'm talking to you, I have loved every person I've worked with. I've loved every, um, like every situation I've had, every person I've hired, every, like, it's all been beautiful and it's all served a part of my evolution and it's all helped me to get to the point where I am today. And guess what? I'm going to look back in like a year and be like, oh, that's where I was then. And here's where I am now. And this is the perspective I've gained in between. Um, but all of that to say that the hard thing I had to do, the way I had to shift the energy was to say, I can't keep going in this direction because the vision of what I need to sustain this is not something that I'm willing to take on at this point. And I have to be okay with the fact that I'm making a choice. Um, I started freelance copywriting, which I'm loving. Um, I was like, I have to make a choice to make a change. And that means that some people might judge me or say like, wow, I can't believe she's copywriting and going behind the scenes in other people's businesses. Um, when she was, had her own, you know, had her own business was out in front before, uh, which again is funny because I literally still have a podcast and a sub stack and I'm still teaching workshops and all those things. But that's what I had to mentally overcome was it's okay to let go of this model. It's okay to surrender this model and envision a new way of doing things. And for me, I had to get past the idea that, um, like I want to be taken seriously. And if I'm copywriting and teaching workshops and doing kids work, I don't have like a traditional like career. I didn't find the one thing, you know, like my business with this launch model was going to be this one thing that I did that I was like, you know, this is what I'm known for. I'm moving in one direction. Um, and this is my business. And so it looks like it was like, I had to be okay with being like, I don't have one thing. I have multiple things. I have writing kids books, um, which I love. I have copywriting for amazing businesses who 
need support using language to get themselves out there. Amazing. I have teaching human design and Gene Keys workshops at yoga studios locally and hosting Gene Keys study groups and whatever that's going to look like next as that evolves and teaching workshops to corporate. And it, it, you know, there's pieces and there's threads that are similar, but there's no like this one identity that is Jess Bubico. And I really had to get over this fear of people aren't going to take me seriously. When people ask, you know, my parents what I do for a living, you know, they can't say like, she's an HR at such and such, right? It's like these stories that I had to overcome and say, it's okay. It's okay that maybe somebody else's perception of um, me and what I'm choosing isn't going to look clean cut, right? But at the end of the day, that's a fallacy in and of itself because we're all looking at each other and thinking different things and having judgments and based upon our own perception and the way we perceive ourselves in the world. So this has turned out to be a very long ramble uh, with multiple twists and turns. But at the end of the day, what I want to share is last year was heavy. Last year was hard. Last year was a lot of digging up of old beliefs and old fears and old value systems and in choosing to turn towards myself through these challenging times and to work through what was coming up to the surface, it allowed me the opportunity to do the hard thing, which was to say, it's okay to let go. You know, it's okay to let go of these identities and it's okay to say, maybe I'll come back to them another time. And once I did the hard thing, it was really amazing. It has been amazing. The things that have shown up in my life that it's almost like they were sort of waiting on the periphery of my life for me to open up the door and say, come on in. But I had to clean out and clear out a lot of old guck. And I didn't necessarily know I needed to. I wasn't like, hello, I'm going to sit down today and I'm going to clear out this guck because once I do, then all of this new stuff will come in. It came in the form of like, emotions and lack of energy and listening, but choosing to listen to my body and not say, oh, I don't know. I'm just tired. You know, it was like, okay, why is it like, this is so crazy, but I was even having, like, I started to realize how much my body was always speaking to me. I was getting numbness and tingling in my hands when I was sleeping at night. And it was waking me up multiple times a night. And I was like, something's going on. My mind wants to go, it must be the alignment of my back. But I actually just started tuning in and going, what emotion is here that's wanting to show itself to me? And it would be so, I can like cry thinking about it. It was like so much sadness and grief energy. And I actually had, um, I went to a Chinese medicine doctor end of last year for acupuncture. And she said to me, um, I can't remember. I was, I was dealing with another thing. Cause this is like, I was having all these body things flaring up at the end of the year. And, um, she said to me, she was like, how do you deal with the energy of grief? Like she was tuning into my body and she was listening to my symptoms. And she's like, do you let yourself grieve? And I was like, my first thought, my immediate thought was, I don't experience grief. 
And I'm thinking to myself, you know, grief comes when someone passes away. Like that's what my brain was associating it with. But the truth was I was grieving this like massive ending that I didn't even know I was grieving. And again, it was much more energetic because like you could look at me and go, well, she's still teaching human design. She's still teaching the gene keys. But it was a death of an identity, which was the achiever, the doer, which had been dying for a long time, as you've seen over my from my stuff over the past like two years, three years. Um, but it was the death of an identity. And the more I started turning towards my emotions and doing the hard thing, which was, again, looking at the stuff I didn't want to look at, feeling the stuff I didn't want to feel, everything became easier. And again, I started seeing new things coming into my experience, witnessing new things coming into my experience. Um, and that just felt, it's felt really good. So I hope my story has inspired you in some kind of way today. I know I took you on a journey of a lot of twists and turns and um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of different things today. Um, but I, I, all of this to say, it's okay to change. It's okay to evolve. We are nature and every single, you know, I look at, I've been at my apartment for about a year now and there's these like bushes that are like leading out to the beach and, um, they were growing and they were huge. And then I remember end of, I think it was like end of the summer, they like cut all of them. And then I was, I was very sad about them cutting them, but I'm like, they're starting to grow back for a new, a new season, you know, and we are the same way. We are nature. We grow, we plant seeds, we expand, um, we reap the harvest and then we go, we die, you know, and then we come back to life again. So I hope that this has supported you in some kind of way. These are my hashtag thoughts by Jess. And I want you to know if you made it to the end of this podcast that um, I'm still figuring out the way in which this podcast kind of fits into the grander scheme of things. Um, I've been doing a lot more on Substack because that's um, a really great place because I love writing that I can express my thoughts and my feelings and share some of these teachings with you. So I really recommend going over to Substack if you aren't there because I am putting out much more consistent content on there. And um, there's going to be some really fun and exciting stuff to come. I've got some fun guests over on Substack. We're going to be talking about um, the energies of the year and um, the transits and all that kind of stuff. So um, go and check that out over on Substack and just stay tuned. Um, because again, this is going to grow and evolve in different ways and I'll keep you posted on what that looks like. Okay. My friends sending you big love, make it a great day.